What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome to Snap Judgment AEW Edition. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am coming to you the night after AEW Dynamite has just got over. So it's fresh in my mind right now. I'm going to be covering AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite, and I'm even going to talk a little bit about being the Elite 200. Um, Although in reality, I'm not going to cover it too much because it's kind of not canon, but it's still worth checking out kind of a crazy uh, week for AEW, all in all with being the Elite 200, and then uh, Dynamite and AEW Dark. I know last week I talked about how short AEW Dark was. Uh, This week was way shorter, and it had two matches on it. So um, it's a little crazy there. But before I get into the uh, results and everything, I would like to remind everyone Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. podcast network. So you can head over to tatnusco.com, check out the other shows there, uh, give them a follow and listen, and uh, tell them that we sent you. Um, We'd really appreciate that. Uh, We also appreciate if you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, If you're already subscribed, great, good on you. Thumbs up there. If you haven't, go ahead and click that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, That way you get notified whenever we post new episodes, which is almost every day. So we've got the Raw review that's going to go live on Tuesdays usually. We've got the AEW review, uh, the NXT review, the SmackDown review, in addition to our original two shows, Raw and Order WBU that goes live on Mondays, and um, a visit from the FBI that goes live usually on Wednesdays. So that is six shows a week that we are doing. Um, And we appreciate if you give us a follow on whatever podcast platform you Uh, use because uh, then you get notified as soon as they get uploaded you get to listen to them and help us out there so i'm gonna go ahead and get into aew dark like i said well before i get to aew dark i'm just gonna talk briefly about being the elite 200 so it's the 200 episode of being the elite um they started it four years ago and uh it's really been what kind of catapulted the elite just in general but specifically matt and nick jackson the young bucks to the stardom that they have um they decided to celebrate this with a falls count anywhere um basically anywhere anywhere match filmed uh starting off in their compound their uh backyard their BTE compound. Well, I don't even remember what they call it, but their tennis courts and all that stuff. Um, but it went all over the place. The, the thing was crazy. You really just have to watch it. They did uh, moves into the pool, moves through tables and all sorts of stuff, moves off the roof of their buildings, uh, a little bit of everything on it. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be a Young Bucks match if there weren't super kicks galore um, and all sorts of crazy spots. So If you have not watched Being the Elite episode 200, uh, watch it. It was Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson. Uh, Nick trying to prove that he is 100% uh, backed from his injury so he can come back. 
crazy, crazy episode worth watching. In fact, if you really want to get it, you've got to watch all three episodes from last week uh, that led up to it that showed all of the stuff going into it. But it's just a crazy episode just in general. Uh, Moving on, though, back to AEW Dark. So like I say, short episode, like only about 15 minutes long. Uh, But it had two matches on it. Both matches were pre-announced, of course, because they're pre-taped, so we know what's going on. Um, So the first match was going to be Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian, of course, versus the newly signed Anna Jay. This is her second, no, third, third total match, I think. Second match in in AEW. Uh, They mentioned on it that this was only her seventh pro wrestling match ever. She is that green um, in it, but she really impresses me. She has uh, an amazing amount of poise and screen presence for someone that fresh onto the scene. And so when she showed up the first time, I said, I hope they sign her because she's really got that kind of draw. You're drawn to her. You watch her. She knows which way to look. She knows how to work the the angles um, already. So uh, but being being that new to the game, it's really kind of surprising. So for only a 15 minute long total episode, you know, you'd expect one of these matches to be really short because the other match was Cody Rhodes versus Joe Alonzo. Um, Joe Alonzo, of course, if you follow Sammy Guevara's uh, blog uh, or Joe Alonzo's video log, uh, you know them. But Joe Alonzo is not officially signed to AEW. He's, uh, in fact, the storyline on Sammy Guevara's is that he's always trying to sneak in to try to get a contract. But so back to Penelope Ford versus uh, Anna Jay. It was actually a pretty good match overall. Uh, They looked good working against each other. Uh, Anna Jay got in some, um, some good moves here and there. Uh, so some offense, but in the end, this was about uh, giving uh, Penelope Ford a good victory to to uh, keep her going on. It was a pinfall, um, but it's it was it was really well done all in all. I got to be honest, I'm I'm really impressed with Anna J. Uh, Penelope Ford we know is is good, um, and of course Kip Sabian in the in the corner helping uh, distract and and all of that stuff. Uh, but in the end, uh, yeah, Ford hits uh, the stunner and then Fisherman suplex uh, bridges up to pin Anna Jay. But a good match, a good match, very, very worth watching there. Um, then moving on, of course, I, I didn't mention uh, Cody and Tony Schiavone on commentary for this. Cody, of course, going to be leaving commentary to go do his actual match. So uh, for the final one, I believe we just have Tony Schiavone for for Cody's match just on commentary. They did a little package for Double or Nothing, how, uh, you know, it's it's an anniversary for AEW, anniversary of their first real show before they had a TV show going on. Um, So they did a little bit of that. And then, you of course, Cody uh, with Brandy Rhodes versus Joe Alonzo. And this also was another one of those matches that was surprising. Like, I I know I already mentioned how short this episode was, 
but this episode this match was longer than i expected it to be i expected it to be a glorified squash match but cody uh did a good job of of letting joe alonzo get some moves in here but at the same point never looking like joe alonzo really had him in trouble you know um at one point joe alonzo actually uh hits a, a cutter on him uh but cody just springs right back up angry uh gets a big boot uh and is able to hit the uh it it looked like he was going for a figure four at first but uh it turns out he uh put him into the gale lock of course famously made by gail kim in uh impact wrestling and and so on and so forth so uh joe alonzo taps to the gale lock uh so it's kind of cool to see cody give homage to uh, another wrestler by using her move here. Um, after the match, Cody takes off the the weight belt that he has and looks like he's going to whip Joe Alonzo, but then drops the belt, comes back in, shakes his hand. So kind of an interesting, I don't know if they're trying to tease a heel turn by Cody. Uh, it's interesting if they are, but but they very definitely did not do a heel turn there. So, uh, but a good episode of AEW Dark, even though it was stupid short. Uh, I kind of wish they'd figure out ways to to pad them out a little bit more. But I understand they're limited by how much they video they've recorded so far. It's you know they're not recording anything new right now, so they've got to stretch it out as best they can. Uh, but still a good episode of AEW Dark. I was I was pleasantly surprised even with as short as it was. So moving on, we're going to go to AEW Dynamite, right? AEW Dynamite, the big match announced, uh, well, the big matches announced for it were the quarterfinal matches for the TNT Championship. You had Darby Allin versus Sammy Guevara, and you had uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Kip Sabian. Uh, both of those Winners go on to the semifinals. Whoever wins Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara goes on to face Cody. And whoever wins Dustin Rhodes versus uh, Kip Sabian goes on to face Lance Archer in the semifinals. Um, the other matches that they'd previously announced, really, I mean, nothing super big. Uh, but, you know, they said uh, Matt Hardy was going to speak, not actually be there. Kenny Omega was going to be in action. Orange Cassidy was going to be in action. Uh, Wardlow was going to be in action. Brody Lee was going to be in action. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. They announced a whole bunch of inactions, but no, like, opponents, which... Uh, I'm going to give you a hint uh, that's a little bit of a spoiler that their opponents aren't going to be all that much. Um, so, of course, we start off here. Uh, they'd announced previously that uh, Chris Jericho was going to be on commentary again this week, which, yes, 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 give me more. Put it straight in my veins. I love it. Chris Jericho on commentary with Tony Schiavone uh, is awesome. I absolutely love it. He's got such great chemistry uh but also like they they do such a good job of uh, he he can build people up even when he hates them and you know that comes in the kenny omega match he he says at one point you know i have my problems with kenny omega but i really respect what he does in the ring whatever 
And that's, I've said it before, but the best heels in the business know that uh, to be a good heel, first you've got to bring up your point, opponent. You've got to build them up and make them seem super important before you tear them down, right? So, but so getting to the first match. First match is the first of the quarterfinals matches. Uh, and it kind of surprised me that they started off with this match um, just because of matches. It's the one that I felt was the like the pre-announced uh, match was the most main event worthy. Um, but it was Darby Allen versus Sammy Kafara in the quarterfinal match for the TNT Championship. Um, um, it was it was actually a really good match. Uh, it started off, um, and there was a point where they almost looked like there was a botch. Like they were on the uh, Darby Allen was on sitting on the corner turnbuckle, and Sammy Guevara looked like he was gonna try to jump up and do some sort of move, like a moon uh, hurricane Rana or Frankenstein or something like that. But he uh, he kind of slipped. And I, th- I thought it was a botch maybe at first, but if it was a botch, they covered it really well. Uh, but I don't think it was. I think it was planned that way because when he slipped, he started to fall kind of down backwards and Darby Allen caught him and grabbed his leg and let him hang down by his leg and pulled off his, his shoe from underneath his kick pad uh, and then put him in an ankle lock there with no shoe, no no protection on that ankle for a bit. And I thought that was really, really interesting how he did that. And then for the rest of the match, the storyline was, uh, you know, Sammy Guevara now was wrestling with one shoe off and an injured ankle um, and still doing some crazy flips and kicks and, uh, you know, springboards off the top rope into a cutter, things like that uh, with one boot gone. So uh, it was really kind of an interesting match and, and very, very entertaining overall. In the end, uh, uh, Darby Allen was able to get the victory, uh, which was basically how I expected it to go. Um, I knew that you had to kind of give Darby Allen, he's the hot hand right now, so give him the victory. But it is interesting because it means now two baby faces. Darby Allen versus uh, Cody again uh, in this this uh, semifinal match coming up in I'm assuming next week, but they haven't 100% announced. So um, they then did a video Matt Hardy calling out Chris Jericho. Um, an interesting twist is at one point in this it switched to regular Matt Hardy, not the broken Matt Hardy character. Uh, so they're setting it up where I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're setting him up to have multiple personalities where he's got the broken personality that comes out, but then sometimes he's got the normal guy personality. So it's kind of going to be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, after that, we had Kenny Omega, uh, taking on Alan angels, uh, person. I have never heard him before. Um, and, uh, he came out, apparently he's only had a couple years of experience in wrestling. Um, but he was actually pretty impressive. And we know that Kenny Omega can literally make a mop or a broom, uh, have a five-star match. And I say that because he has literally had matches with mops 
that have been phenomenal, right? Or blow up dolls or a nine-year-old girl. Um, and so he's got a he's got an ability to make someone look really, really good uh, and maybe cover up flaws or or problems that they have or an experience they have. And this was a really good example of this. Kenny Omega made Alan Angels look really good. And at the same point, uh, there was a point where you could almost tell it almost played off like Kenny Omega was was toy with the kid. Like, I'm not going to put full effort in because I'm going to beat you with, with all of this. And and then he realized that he had to put some more effort in to to do it. So um, in the end, Kenny Omega gets the win. It wasn't um, it wasn't a surprise that he got the win. But it was a good match that made Alan Angels actually look like he might have had a shot at some point. Uh, so I'm I'm a big fan of this match. And I'm a big fan of Kenny Omega overall. But this is an example of why he is so good. is because he's able to take a person as inexperienced as this and make him look like he's a veteran of 10 years, you know. Um so a very good match if you haven't watched AEW first of all I'm sorry I'm spoiling everything for you but you should have known better than to click on this uh, audio file you know and and listen to the review of AEW without knowing that we're going to spoil the crap out of it Um, but you have to go watch this if you haven't listened to it haven't watched this uh, episode yet go watch this episode of AEW Uh, you will not be disappointed for this match Coming uh, up, we had Orange Cassidy in action. Uh, his his dynamite debut. He's only had a few matches so far. Um, one of them, I think, was on Dark, and one of them was uh, versus Pack uh, at the pay per view. So, but this was Orange Cassidy versus Jimmy freaking Havoc, and this was a really good good example of what Jimmy Havoc can bring to the table. Jimmy Havoc looked vicious. He looked uh, unstoppable at the beginning. He worked the body parts, worked uh, Orange Cassidy. At the beginning, it looked like it was going to be a Jimmy Havoc squash match uh, of Orange Cassidy. But then Orange Cassidy was able to uh, get the fire underneath him and make a, a comeback um and so i mean just a good match all in all helped show off that orange cassidy is not just a gimmick that he's got some stuff he can do and jimmy havoc was able to show off what jimmy havoc can do no there were no staple guns or or i don't think they did the paper finger in between the fingers um but it was jimmy havoc being jimmy havoc and orange cassidy eventually uh get his his come up and he won with that um kind of like side russian leg sweep a uh, small package that he does now i'm sure there's a name for it but i've never heard it so but so he sets up like he's doing doing a uh, side leg sweep but instead he pushes the guy forward rolls forward and tucks him tucks him up anyways so jimmy havoc was uh able uh, to take a loss against Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy squeaked out the victory, partially because of distraction from Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford outside. Uh, They came in to try to help 
uh, Jimmy Havoc at one point, but in the end just distracted him uh, more than anything. But right after the victory, uh, Orange Cassidy didn't even get a chance to celebrate before they all jumped in the ring and just jumped him and triple teamed him and started beating him up uh, to be then chased off by the rest of the best friends. So a good match all in all. I really enjoyed it. It showed him off very well. So then you had Wardlow versus Lee Johnson. Uh, Lee Johnson's um, a, another one of those enhancement talents. He's, he's wrestled a couple times. Well, I guess before I get to this, I should mention they also had a package from MJF where he explained why he hasn't wrestled. And it's because he got a hangnail at uh the last time he was there when he was betting and making it rain money he got a hangnail and it might need surgery so that's why he's out and absolutely brilliant right um so then wardlow versus lee johnson lee johnson has wrestled a couple times and lost every time like he lost to brody lee uh, not too long ago. I can't even remember who else he lost. I think he's wrestled twice and lost twice. So this is his third loss. I'm not even gonna not even gonna uh, sugarcoat it. This was a squash match for Wardlow. Um, or as someone I saw on Twitter called him Man Bun Lesnar. Uh, which made me giggle because uh, he's got a He's got a man bun, and he's basically being booked like Brock Lesnar. So, um, but uh, of course, he hit the the. I don't even know what he calls that final. It's like an F five, but with with extra twists. F ten. I don't even know. Anyways, and got the victory. You then had Brody Lee come out, and Brody Lee. There was a backstage vignette uh, where they announced that. Uh, Vanilla Vance is now uh, another member of the Dark Order. I think they're calling him 10 now. So uh, kind of a neat little vignette back there. Um, but going out, Brody Lee came out and faced off with another enhancement talent, Justin Law. Um, and Justin Law got no offense. None at all. Uh, and uh, just destroyed him absolutely destroyed him so we then moved on to the much uh touted through the course of this week two of the bubbly bunch uh set up exactly like the old one where they're all on a like facetime call back and forth and everything they did a whole segment at one point to try to cheer sammy Guevara up where they it was a parody of tiktok and i can't uh, i think it was called flim flam Flim Flam. Uh, it was their parody of TikTok, but they're all doing their TikTok dances into it. It was entertaining. It was fun. Um, my worry is, as fun as this is, uh, we're supposed to take the inner circle seriously. They're supposed to be a bunch of badasses, and this makes them look like Goof Troop. Um, so, um, eh, a little bit. I mean, it was entertaining, though, so... And then we move on to the main event of the evening. And this, like I said, kind of surprised me that they put this one as main event, but it shouldn't have if you watched Road 2 um, because they added a stipulation to this match. Dustin Rhodes versus Superbad Kip Sabian. And uh, Dustin Rhodes called on, on the Road 2 series, called up, left a message on Cody's voicemail that said if he can't beat 
Kip Sabian, he's just going to retire from wrestling. Uh, and it, I don't think too many people really thought that Dustin Rhodes was going to retire on just some random episode of, of Dynamite some week. He's going to, if he's ever going to retire, he's going to go out in a retirement match on a pay per view, I think. Um, however, it still was, was a nice match. I mean, Kip Sabian's phenomenal. Uh, I love that they're finally giving him a chance to shine because uh, he really is very, very talented. Of course, you had uh, Penelope Ford out there to support her man. Um, you had uh, Brandy Rhodes out there to support her brother-in-law. So, but a good match back and forth. Uh, uh, but in the end, uh, Dustin Rhodes was able to get the victory and move on. So in the semifinals on that side, it's Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, to fantasy book a little bit, I'm, my full expectation is that Lance Archer is going to uh, probably attempt to injure Dustin Rhodes, uh, setting up the eventual face-off between Cody and Lance Archer, where now he's trying to avenge his brother. So, uh, so I mean, I don't think Lance Archer is going to lose to Dustin Rhodes. I think it's just going to try to set up the anger side of that match. Um, I'm just not 100% certain if they're going to put Cody in the finals right now, um, or if they're going to use this to build up uh, Darby Allen, have Darby versus Lance Archer in the finals, but Cody uh, waiting in the wings for his shot at Lance Archer. I'm just not sure. But I mean, all things considered here, that was the end of the episode. We fade to black. And uh, I enjoyed this episode probably more than I have enjoyed an AEW Dynamite in a few weeks. Last week's AEW Dynamite, uh, the the empty arena match was garbage. It was so boring, and it it deserved it probably deserved to be rated lower than I I rated it. Um, but this week, I I can say with some certainty that overall this was a better episode uh by far than last week wasn't a perfect episode you know in a vacuum i would have to take off a bunch because they had i think it was three jobber matches but knowing that they shot this at qt marshall's uh training facility and those enhancement talent those jobbers were very likely just students of his that uh, were able to come in and do it. I have to give a little bit of credit for, for that. Uh, you know, we've got the people, uh, the AEW people from New York who are all quarantined in their house, the AEW people from California who can't travel to come out here. So they're limited on who they can use. So having these jobbers, you know, makes sense. Um, so all told, I am going to give this a seven citations out of 10. Um, definitely improved over last week. Still not a perfect show. Still not still not blowing me out of the water, but way above average. Um, Anna Jay is, is a delight, and I'm happy to see them using her more, even though they're having her lose. I think she's a perfect example that you don't necessarily have to win your debut matches to get over. 
she just has so much poise in the ring. She knows how to work her angles, look at the hard cam, find her light for, for the different moves. Um, look good, great. She had a kind of Zantana outfit. And of course, the uh, DC Comics nerd in me thought that was really cool too. Um, but so I think she was one of the highlights. The Darby Allen versus uh, um, Sammy Guevara match was really well done. The whole work in the ankle angle from it was was phenomenal. I'm very happy with that. Uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, whatever Austin Angel or whatever is named Alex Angel um, made made that guy Angels look like he could actually win it. And that's what you need in these things. Um, so, so all told, I, I you know, seven out of ten citations. Um, I think it was worth worth that. So, but we're gonna wrap things up here. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Head over to our Wix site. The link is gonna be in the doobly doos below. And we will see you soon with uh, the NXT review. Thanks for listening. See you soon.